Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, so we're back with a, another podcast today. This one is pretty much going to be a CMA recap. Sound right? Mm-hmm. So Erin decided she wanted to eat a chocolate bar right before we started recording. Is you it know, a chocolate here- bar? Yeah, it's a little Snickers uh, almond. Here's the thing. I don't eat much during the day, and I've had, uh, I mean, a lot of anxiety for whatever reason. Well, I know some of the reasons, but it doesn't make me want to eat. And now I'm like, you know what? Let's have a little snack. And a little background. Right before we turned on the microphone, you walked around here, and you're like, I think I'm going to eat some chocolate and some popcorn. No, candy and some popcorn. Yeah, Which I'm going to have it, both. Yeah, and it makes it sound like I have PMS or something, but no. I, I already had my PMS. I, I, I thought about um, uh, just popping a five-hour energy right now. Hey. And just see what happens, like, through the course of, like... Us ta- <laughs> this talking? Oh, my God. Because I listened to our original CMA, um, brought like, our CMA... When, they announced, when the nominees oh, yeah. were announced, we talked our about... Our predictions? Who, yeah, our predictions. There you go. And um, I was talking really fast. And I think I talked fast anyways, but I was like, man, Nick, were you on something? Were you, like... Did, that, yeah, uh, maybe it was a five-hour energy. You're like, whoo. It might have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to have a sugar rush, I feel like I should have a sugar rush. But Yeah, did, so did you, if I talk with my <clears> mouth full, you know why. Did you watch the entire CMA Awards? I did. And, um, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I, I There were some great performances. Um, I can't think of anything that, like, I didn't think any of the performances were bad. I mean, they all sounded pretty good. Well, for I'll go on record, and I'll say that I thought it was the best award show I think I'd ever seen. Really? Yeah, I thought that cover to cover, it was really, really outstanding. Like, I thought the all the performance sound, there weren't any sound issues, and I feel like I run into a lot of times, like I'm watching the AMAs or one of the other ones, you know, some of those mm. award shows, and you're like, man, are they even singing? Like, There was one sound issue with Garth Brooks when they did the dive bar. At the very beginning, his mic wasn't working. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Mm-hmm. But that was towards the end. I started fading. Like, goodness, I, I hang on as long as I can, but three hours is a long time. A lot, but it, it's quick moving, so, I mean, I don't. I never felt bored watching Also, at that same time, the Rockets were playing, and it was getting down to the clutch, and so I was flipping back and forth. And I w- went over to the Rockets uh, game real quick, and Doc Rivers was being ejected, and, oh, and yeah, Austin I, Rivers is on our team on the Rockets, and so he was like – taunting his dad and it was, so that was also like towards the end of the of the awards show so i was kind of back and forth but yeah no i thought it would yeah i thought it was good uh some surprises um well i'd say the main surprise was the one that uh so we just for the record we got every right we got every prediction correct except for the uh new you, artist and that was the surprise at least for mm-hmm. me yeah i was and i think it was a surprise even for the other nominees because i don't know if you noticed Mark Weistratch, I think he thought they were going to win because the camera set on them. You know, they got the little boxes and everybody's in their little box. And you can see Mark Weistratch start to unbucket, uh, unbutton his jacket like he's going to have to get up and, you know, go up the stairs. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. And then it's like he starts to unbutton it and they're like, Ashley McBride. He's like, oh, 
whoa. And he takes his hand off his button and, like, starts flapping and turning around. I was like, he totally thought he was going to win, which, I mean, I would have thought him or Morgan Wallen for sure. But that's, I mean, we that's where we were at. And in, in when I listened to our recap, we were there. We thought Morgan Wallen or Midland. And, 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 but I can, I think Ashley McBride has, uh, she, She's emerged from those artists who didn't get necessarily country radio airplay. She's kind of like the Casey Casey Musgraves, you know. Style. Yeah, well, I think Well, that- I'm saying Casey Musgraves hasn't had a ton of support at radio. And as to, you know, like at this moment, Ashley hasn't necessarily. So I think she's kind of, but, you know, maybe things will start changing for her. But. Yeah, when I say style, I mean um, style in the industry. They they made a name for themselves musically without the backing of country radio per se. Per, yeah, I get like, what you're saying. There and was she's some kind country like radio a, help, I'm sure, around the country. Around the country, I think she got a little bit, but it was nowhere near like other artists have been getting. Yeah, so. like she didn't get the you know widespread radio covers like Marin Morris got or Carrie Underwood gets or even Miranda Lambert for that mm-hmm. matter. But I, I think that's changing. Um, and her new song, I think, is fantastic. So because it is straight up real life. And so. and she's coming to Tin Man Jam, which is super awesome too. Yeah. So it was great timing for us, you know. And I think we have to address also the fact that Cody Johnson didn't win. And I think a lot of people who probably listen to this podcast or are listeners of the Bull were a little broken hearted about it. But and, and they're probably stunned, like, why is he in the new artist category? Because he's been around forever. forever. It's like, well, you got to think in the terms of Nashville. Um, that he has not been around the scene, you know, for them all that often or all that long. And um, also, I mean, he could also be nominated for best uh, new artist again next year. Or best male vocalist or yeah, best well, anything, really. And I think because I want to say there was a couple years in a row where Justin Moore, I think, was up for that award. And I was like, wait, he was already nominated for that one and he didn't win. And then the next year he won it. And I I want to say I had heard that you can win, you can get nominated more than once until you win or something. It was like something ridiculous. Well, and my, what I, the way I thought about it was Cody Johnson maybe doesn't win that award, but let's be real. If you're from this area, you're from Houston, Huntsville area, and you've been following him his whole career, it's not like he's going to stop performing around here. Like, no. he, as locals, you could be disappointed he didn't the, didn't win the award, but I guarantee you, a he's not disappointed, and b he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, it's not like not nothing changes other than your disposition in the moment. So yeah. don't no, even he's, be don't he's even good. let it. Yeah. He's, and he's he's still got plenty of time. We don't need to worry about. That's it. right. He's, yeah, he, like it's a long it's, run. It's a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, that's because I saw Parker McCollum was at the awards show too, and and. And it's and I hope that in his mind he was looking at it like, man, one day I'll be here. But understand it may take you three to five years. Mm-hmm. Well, like, think about it. I mean, there are plenty of people that we play on the radio that don't go or get even nominated, right? And we think play like Billy Currington. We play the heck out of his music, and he, he didn't never get nominated. Gets nominated yeah. You know, um, uh, for okay, Jake Owen never gets nominated. Kane Brown, Brett, Brett Eldridge never gets nominated. Like, there's so many artists that don't ever get nominated. Look at Scotty McCreary. You know, he's got millions of fans, th- tons, tons of, of hit songs, never gets nominated. Yeah, so and it's, it's just like, kind of the way of the way of the world in respect to award shows. It's just a different voting base. It's different parameters. And at the end of the day, it, it's it's an award show among friends is the way it seems to me. Because every every artist thanked everyone in the room because they all knew each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all a community together and they're all a big family. And so they're neighbors. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah, they're literally neighbors. Um, you know the uh, 
that, well, I, I guess uh, I was gonna. I guess we move on to the next next big moment. So it started off with the uh, the ladies, you know, doing the you know, giant tribute. I thought that was super awesome. Open. I was a little hesitant at first, but I was well, blown away. And here's the thing. This is what I was thinking when I was watching it. I thought it was super awesome, but how did they have? Okay, so say for instance, they had Sarah Evans, you know, sing a part of her song. And I think of all of the women in country music, I mean, not that I don't think of her, but I think of Faith Hill. She was really big around that time. She wasn't and, out there. And she wasn't out there, you know. And then Trisha Yearwood, also really big. She was she, there. She was there. She didn't perform. Like, so how did they come up with the list of women or, you know, of who they thought should be performing? Because it's like, I can think of so many artists around, you know, they got Dina Terry. Carter. Dina Carter, she presented. Um, I didn't see her. Dina Carter was a presenter, not, but she had one of the biggest songs of the '90s, "Strawberry Wine." Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, you know, so I, I think that the, my whole thought the entire time was that whoever directed the show had a really, really good ear for the way things flowed together. I thought in the back of my mind the entire time I kept thinking about whoever the director was did a great job mm -hmm. of the show. And so I think that um, they were marrying voices. And a lot of times you can put these collaborations together and the voices just don't marry very well. But sonically, I thought that all those voices complemented each other. There wasn't a time where, um, you know, because they were all super powerful voices. But even when... Um, uh, let freedom ring. Martina oh, McBride. Martina, yeah. When, uh, when Martina McBride came out, I was like, she didn't even get the solo. That I thought, you know, there was this big moment. There was a big note, well, and she, she shared mean, the solo with. Uh, she sang a little bit of it, but then everyone came together on the big note. Yeah. And so they well, were. But to keep in mind, though, they came together on her song. They didn't come together for everybody, anybody else's song. I mean, it was like little chunks here, and then everybody finished out with her song. So I think that's a pretty big one, Shania Twain. Yeah, that, I thought that was the same thing. And then the AMAs, American Music Awards, used Shania Twain as their promo for their show coming up, their award show. I thought yeah, that was and it's telling. like Shania Twain was wasn't even there and she was like huge in the 90s you know what i think it is huh. i think it's record label politics and you think so hmm. and i only say that because i'm reading tim mcgraw's book right now you mentioned faith hill yeah and tim mcgraw goes into detail not too much detail he goes into he, he touches the surface better way to put it i guess he does go into a lot of details but the main he touches the surface about his relationship with the record label really being trying on his personal life and that he was in a ugly fight with the label at some point, apparently. Uh, and, and I think, well, because I want to say, I don't think he's still with him. But I think at one time he was with Curb Records. And I think that's probably... He wanted some freedom. He has some creative freedom. And so I think that there's a chance that maybe somehow there is an inner political thing. Because Miranda Lambert was performed by herself. Mm -hmm. You know, she wasn't included in the big group either. And, well, and, well, and, well, Maren Morris performed by herself, but also performed in the big group. Yeah. No. So, no. so uh, no, they're, no, no. They're, it's just interesting how it's like certain people are included, certain people or are excluded. Or maybe they didn't want to do it. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe Tim's got his like book tour that he's doing right now. He wasn't going to go to the awards, and Faith's like, yeah. I'm I cool don't staying do home it. on this one. Thank you all for the invite. Or hey, I'm yeah. not really into it. You know, mm -hmm. and, and and so be it. Um, and then the uh the other uh performance that I guess stands out in my mind was the Casey Musgraves Willie Nelson. Oh yeah, for sure. That was the one I was thinking of. And wh and why did it stick out for you? Cuz I'm going to see if it's So I I'm being I, by the way, I just drank the 5-hour energy. Oh, <laughs> God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, but All um, right. so I there were first off the elephant in the room is Willie Nelson's health. 
Oh, yeah. I think everyone Which was- is ironic because you know he's supposed to be coming to Sugarland and I doing heard. a show uh, at the Smart Financial He's Center. got a couple shows coming up. He's, he's still touring. Yeah, no. Um, first thing first, I, I believe that most of his tours, he's not actually singing. It didn't seem like he had the energy to actually sing and be up there. It looked like it was tough for Willie Nelson to be up there behind the mic playing the guitar and singing. Well, I would that- say that's not, I don't think that's, a new thing. I mean, remember when oh, yeah. he, when he was here at the rodeo a couple years I ago? I missed the performance, but I heard it was uh, just so, a track. Yeah. I no, it wasn't just a track. Um I went to that performance and when the stage started moving, you could see frail little Willie Nelson like, I mean, I think there was a lot of us that were like, "Oh my god, is he going to fall because it kind of jerked and he went like kind of wobbled for Ooh. a second." And it's like, "Maybe Willie, you have a chair." And hey, sit Phil on the Collins chair. sits down. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's get him a stool or maybe a barca lounger. I mean, heck, uh, the boys from Old Dominion last year at Rodeo, the guy broke his leg or whatever. Throne, he, right? sit, uh, he sat on a throne or something <laughs> the entire time. So maybe we need to do something like that for poor Willie because you could see. Did you watch Casey when she walked up to him and she kind of petted him? Yeah. Well, like, I, well hey. I thought that he, she, so th- that was my other thought with it is. I felt like she felt a responsibility to to carry him mm-hmm. in the performance. I kind of get goosebumps a little bit thinking about it because, like, if there was anybody else, like, I don't think anyone else could have done that besides Casey and made it so special. Um, oh, no, th- well, th- there was her a- voice is just angelic it was soft it was like comforting it was like i feel like she is comforting willie nelson with her voice i actually tweeted last night i'm like okay i'm gonna say it casey musgraves has the voice of an angel like i know my boyfriend he's like aaron she's the voice of an angel and i was like okay whatever and you know i know he's being funny but at the same time i'm like she's got such a unique voice that is so unlike i think any other female in country music because everybody sounds amazing but she's just got this like I don't know, raw. Don't it's like wispy, mean. airy, no, but well, not. Well, it's not but wispy. Full. Like it's not to me. It's not wispy and airy. It's just like this light and like easy. And she doesn't have to like because you think of Carrie Effortless? Underwood. Yeah, like think of Carrie Underwood. She's like, Rawr! and like, and, and she even up. gives like a woo when she's done because yeah. it took so much. Ang- you know, so yeah, much it's so energy. much energy, and it's like she can do all these things where like Casey just sings, and it's just like. I don't know, but it's just so simple. Maybe it's the fact that it's so simple and yet so beautiful, and it's just like, uh, yeah. And, and I thought that she was comforting Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. I thought that I, I saw nervousness in Willie. Mm-hmm. I saw anxiety in Willie, but I saw bravery. Mm-hmm. But I saw Casey kind of being th- like she was the more powerful person in that moment from a keeping everything going standpoint like and, and i think like she had to bring her voice to match his she sang mm-hmm. with him she never wanted him to feel out of out of that moment and i thought that she did such a great job of bringing him into that moment like because everyone was thinking the same thing but but she made us not dwell on it she made everything okay in that little moment it was a sense of peace i don't know how to explain it yeah that and i'm trying to think i i know that song and i'm trying to think if that's a Willie song and where are like, and don't, isn't it, don't burn it. Burton Ernie sing that song. I, I want to say it was like a Sesame street, Disney, something like that. It wasn't Mr. Rogers or somebody. Yeah. Somebody. And I was like, you where Googling did that, it right now. Yeah. I'm trying to figure this out the, because she has a song called rainbow, right? Which, which was only, her version, which is all, like, she only got to sing the last line of her song. 
You know what I mean? And at the very last line when they sang, that was her. Uh, I'm typing it in. Big, long thing here. Um, it was Kermit the Frog. Oh, okay. Yes, I knew it had to be something. But it was around the same time as Bert and Ernie, though, for sure. And it and says... Uh, I want to know who, um, who originally wrote it. So Willie Nelson's Deep River of Song, early demos, recent debuts, invisible hits... I think we'll, we'll be here all day trying to really figure that out. I typed in what... Who, Rainbow who, Connection, song from 1979, uh, this Muppets movie, written by Paul Williams and some guy named Kenneth Asher, performed by Kermit the Frog. Okay, so yeah, it's totally like a... It's Kermit. Kermit. Muppet babies, right? God, yeah, I mean... What, what, was it, what was that? Jim Henson. And you know, like watching people's faces in the audience, like uh, the folks from Lady A... They were just kind of like in awe. And I think a lot of it is because they're kind of around my age and our age. And so, like, they grew up with that song. And then hearing them sing it, to, you know, it was just kind well, of awesome. Well, yeah, I think everyone looked up to Willie Nelson. And, and let's just be, like, again, it's the elephant in the room. Willie, Willie's health is always on everyone's mind. You know, he has battled the last few years you know and so to see him up there you know was just such a majestic moment um you know the i, I think i guess moving moving forward you, you're grinning like you're looking something up oh yeah here. no i was just i'm trying to figure out how how old is willie I, i'm gonna go with 80 83 okay 86 oh he's there i mean mm -hmm. 86 he's almost 90 yeah so so he's three years older than my grandfather yeah holy crap wait hey what's what is today's date Today's November 14th. You know, oh my goodness, he is at Billy Bob's tonight. Yes, I saw that. Tomorrow and Saturday. He's doing back-to-back -back shows. I swear to God, let me, wait, is that for real? That cannot be for real. Oh my goodness. Um, Willie Nelson family, let's see the, that can't. That's right, though. I, I, someone tweeted me that they're going to go see him in Fort Worth, so I think it is accurate. Dang. I mean, yeah. Tomorrow, well, it. Oh, then he's in, then he's in Lake Charles on Saturday. Man, should we make the drive? And, yeah, and then uh, actually, well, I'm gonna uh, see Joe actually, Rogan he's Saturday. At, uh, heck, he's gonna be at Smart Financial Center on Monday. Oh man, who knows? Yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome to see too. And then he's gonna be down in Galveston on Saturday. Wow. Maybe he'll I mean, listen to the every podcast. Every single day, he is. I mean, good God, does this man take a vacation? I don't oh, he's think got so. the entire month of December off. He's good. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's awesome. So, if, if you're listening right now and you want to see Willie Nelson, good luck getting tickets. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, so, the Luke Combs, uh, are they booing him or are they cheering Luke? Became a topic discussion last night. Oh, yeah. I definitely think at first I was like, is that a boo? And I'm like, Luke, that's what. So, yeah. I, so someone on Twitter talked about how, so Luke Combs from Carolinas. Okay. And in Carolina, Luke Keekley is a big defensive player for them mm. uh, on the Carolina Panthers, and they always chant, Luke. Apparently that is a big Carolina thing to yell, Luke, anytime gotcha. you're cheering for a Luke guy. So I'm thinking because he was in Nashville, fairly close to you know their Bridgestone Arena, he was fairly close to the Carolinas. He had a lot of hardcore fans there that were just, Luke. Like he had 
maybe his friends from high school, but he looked so nervous the whole night. Yeah, uh, well, you know what? Or I, drunk, one or the other. <laughs> uh, here's what I thought it was. So when you saw him on stage performing his his song, Beer Never Broke My Heart, he looked fine, right? You know, he's wearing his Luke Columbia Holmes. shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's got his, his fishing shirt on, his, his baseball cap, and then you see him off stage and sitting next to his fiance, and all of a sudden he's in a tuxedo. No hat. I mean... I thought maybe he's nervous because he's wearing real like a real fancy outfit, and no hat. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely thought he was nervous and drinking his nerves away. There was no Did doubt you? about it. Yeah, well, he had a cup the whole time, and I thought that uh, he kept on telling his wife was like, "Hey, the camera's on." He smile. He's like, "Oh, he's taking a sip." <laughs> well, there was one performance I can't remember who it was, but you know, his fiance is like smiling, and he's just like. Uh, like he had this like dumbfounded look on his face and it was kind of funny because I don't think he realized the camera was looking at him. Well, that was the, you know, I I was listening to somebody, I think it was Ryan Hurd in an interview I was watching of his where he's talking about how at these award shows that camera is just fixated on you at all times and you see the red light go and you know that you're on now and they're watching for your reaction at all times. And so I think that the wives are always better at that. And I think that's important though that, if you're the star, you have someone on watching the camera for you. Hey, the camera's on. You smile. Hey, hey yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think that's... But act natural. But act natural, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And naturally act entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, so I had the full list of all the different performances, too. Um, I, I guess uh, I thought Pink and Chris Stapleton was super awesome. Yep. And then Halsey was super great. I I, I loved her. She was super hot. It was kind of kind of crazy seeing G-Eazy. Uh Sitting in the audience with her. Oh yeah, that's right. I I did I missed that. So um yeah. I, so I apparently they're over. back together. Or they just go to country shows together. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's an open relationship. The, maybe it's the heart wants what the heart wants, Nick. That's, don't hey, don't true. fight it. You had to lose. Had to lose you to love myself, or you know, yeah. um, whatever that song is. That's Selena Gomez. But uh, point is, uh, I was gonna say, um, see the five hour energy is already getting me distracted. Uh oh, that's what it was. So this was for the first award show where both Miranda and Blake both performed. Yeah, and there's a rumor that after Blake's performance, she everybody you know stood up and clapped except for Miranda and her husband. Really? Uh huh. There's got to be some video on the internet going around. I know. That. I, I'm like, I'm. I try- don't think she would have done that though, because I that I mean, if she did that, then that's like gunpowder and lead. It never goes away, you know. Mm-hmm. But if if she didn't do it, then I I, I wouldn't be surprised either. You know what I mean? Um, uh, wait, what is the uh, the lyrics? Um, what is it? Uh, Miranda Lambert, it all comes out in a wash lyrics. Because I wanted to see if she, she was being changed, a little sassy, but I wanted to see if you she changed the lyrics to her because she makes a little Oklahoma jab or no? I don't know. You drunk dialed your ex husband and don't remember a thing. Okay, yeah, no, that's the lyrics then. I thought maybe she had changed it to your ex. You want to know what I actually thought, though, when I saw Blake perform, and then I thought what I just kind of told you, how, they, oh, look, the first show they performed at. What I really thought was they're really professional. Like, in, in, in at the end of it all, Blake gets up there, he performs his butt off. Miranda got up, she performed her butt off, and they just did their job. They just showed up, did a great job, and got out of there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I give, I, I give them both a lot of credit for that. They weren't childish at all. It was... Like, maybe it took a while for them to both be comfortable being there at the same time, or maybe it's just the stars aligned, you know? Or maybe, I mean, maybe there's a lot more that goes into it, you know? Because yeah. you hear about pop artists that don't like each other, and they have, like, these um, little riffs where I can't be performing at the same time, or you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, I'm sure they were on different sides of the room, too. That's 
a guarantee that, that kept them on, on opposite sides. And just just for the sake of tact, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're like because if you're the director and you put them together, then you're a jerk. Like in my opinion, you're just asking for extra drama. You know? Oh, but could you imagine if they were sitting next to each other? Oh, oh my God! I, remember, I mean, the Twitter sphere would be like on fire. It'd probably break the internet. Oh, that'd be nuts. But, it, but I, well, and I don't think they would agree to it. There's no way. If I, I'd be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm sitting, I'm sitting over there. Oh, uh, that made me think. Uh, one of my favorite moments was Midland and Jimmy Allen. <laughs> when they were all on stage and Jim, like they could all be Jimmy Allen could be part of the band and he would have fit in just oh, fine. Well, and and then the boys of Midland like, okay, way to screw that one up. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> were just a train wreck. Oh God. Bless uh, and them. then uh, uh, Blanco Brown, Blanco Brown, and uh, the Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, yeah, that was kind I, of a funny. Kind I didn't of interaction know what that the little man satchel thing was. I was like, I, well, when when I met him, he had a giant bag with him. I think it's just part of his fashion. Is it? Okay. Yeah, he just wears that. I'm pretty sure. All right, because I was like, is this like some piece that his stylist uh, told him to wear? Oh yeah, it's he's total total Mr. Style. Okay. Um, and then so then I guess uh the other the other big one um was Garth Brooks winning Entertainer of the Year. Oh, um, people were in all bent out of shape or whatever. Yeah, about it. yeah, a lot of people were un- unhappy that Carrie Underwood didn't win. Um, at least. I, I say that because those are the only people who reached out to me on social media. The people who came after me on social media about congratulating Garth said they thought Carrie Underwood and Eric Church were robbed, which, um, I, I mean, I, I, I can't disagree. You love your you love your favorite artist. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Better luck next year. but Yeah, I think, um, okay, so I think a lot of people probably thought Carrie should win because she hosted, she had the big tour, she had the album come out. Um, and then she had the backing of Miranda going on this like campaign to have Carrie win the Entertainer of the Year, and everybody was talking about that. So I think that's probably where some people's disappointment. Um, I think Eric Church not winning. I'm a little disappointed he didn't win anything. Um, I, I, I mean, he had a really big tour. I, I mean, it was like, I don't know if it was like the biggest grossing tour or the highest attendance or something, but he had, I mean, he did so many shows, had a good album. Um, you know, I, I, I really thought that it was just the year, the because it was 2015 when Garth did the two shows in Toyota Center back-to-back, four shows back-to-back. He did two nights, four shows, and he sold them Didn't all out. Did he do it over two weekends? I thought maybe it was, was two a, weekends. Maybe, I it, maybe it was, like, was two Saturdays in a row. Or yeah, two, it was like... Was it four? Yeah, it was two. I feel like it was two Saturdays. Like, you could go... Two nights, four shows. Mm-hmm. Because July 4th was the one I went to, and I went to the early show of July 4th. Yeah. Um. And But what I was saying is he didn't win that year, and he didn't win the next year, but he didn't stop touring like that. He kept on doing that, and I think that he finally convinced the voting base to vote for him. And, and that's again. And it took it took four years to equal what most artists can do in a year. But it's because you're convincing voters. It's like a boxing match, and you go to the cards, and the judges decide if you win. And and at the end of the day, I don't. And, and then there's also the entertainment performer aspect of it. I love Carrie Underwood. Unbelievable voice. But on stage, compared to Garth Brooks, it's just a different show. It is. So I guess it's really how are you entertained. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I mean, because even who would you say are two of the biggest uh, country stars in the last 20, 30, 40 years? Probably George and Garth, mm-hmm. right? Completely different styles on stage. Absolutely. And, Yet and people are rabid fans for both of them. Yeah, and, and, and George is the only artist 
arguably the only artist that could do a tour, anything that compared to what Garth has done in the last four years and sell out that way. Because he sold them out. It wasn't like there were scraggling tickets laying around. He well, sold out show after show after show. And I was at Carrie Underwood at Toyota Center. She didn't sell it out. No, she didn't. Um, I mean, that, well, and it's funny because I was just listening to old interviews from when I did. Uh, I went to the CMA Awards when they were in uh, New York City. First time ever covering an award show. Sat down with both Garth and Reba McIntyre, if you can, you know, I mean, that's huge, right? And uh, I listened back to the Reba interview, and it was funny because she was touring with George Strait that year. Holy smokes. And I was like, I mean, both of you are huge artists. Like, that's going to be amazing. And it was just interesting to hear her talk about it and know that, hell, that was that was almost 10 years ago that that happened. So you know what I yeah. mean? It's amazing. I, I, which so. was my prediction that uh, Reba's coming to rodeo in 2020. I think I've already I, said that once on the podcast. I think you have, and I would not doubt that. And I'm putting I, Blake Shelton on that now also. Why, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Blake Shelton, Reba McIntyre, Miranda Lambert, um, Dan and Shay, Old Dominion. Those are the names that are that I think are coming. Hmm. Kane Brown. Um, I, I think, and I, uh, mind you, I will also, if, if someone listened to this right now somehow and found it, it is pure speculation on my behalf. Oh yeah. We're, this is like straight up prediction. So, um, yeah, I can definitely see Reba cause I think they'll bring like that old school. Um, Alan Jackson, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. I don't, yeah. Cause I they don't can know. put him on a Tuesday night and he'll sell it out or he'll, or they'll have great numbers. That's what I think. Okay. So you, what did you, you said, uh, Reba. I, yeah, Dan and Shay, I can see that one. Um, I was kind of thinking maybe a Zach Brown. Well, he's he, he's a perennial. He comes a lot. Yeah. I, uh, um, but Blake Shelton is the other one I said. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And possibly Miranda, because remember I interviewed her. I was like, hey, saw the tour. There's no t- Houston stop. Oh, yeah. And, like, I can't remember her exact answer. Maybe that'll change. Well, no, so. she said it's not that far. Yeah. It, but uh, but I think that any time those big artists have a tour around rodeo and it's there's not a date mentioned in March, then that they're coming. I think Midland will be there also. Oh, yeah. That's what – because what – Oh, yeah, they, Midland has the Road to Rodeo Tour. Yes. And – but – and it starts with San Antonio Rodeo, and then one of their stops is in Goliad, my hometown, at Schrader Hall, and that's like March 2nd or March 3rd, which puts them right in the neighborhood to be at Rodeo Houston. Hmm. I'm going to go with Casey Musgraves back at Rodeo, too. And by the way, going back to the Garth Brooks Entertainer of the Year, he won it in 2019, this year, 2017, and 2016. So he did win those years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So now do you feel now do you feel bad for Carrie and Eric? A little bit, but not really. Uh. Like <laughs> I mean, like honestly, it, it really comes down to entertainer. Like and, and again, like I know it, it is a hard, you would be hard pressed to criticize Carrie Underwood in any way. And it's not critical. I'm not being critical of Carrie Underwood. I'm saying in the world where you are forced to compare the two to cast a vote, which both of us did. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through my own experience. And, you know, another big factor for me, Garth Brooks is super accessible. He meets with he meets with people. He, oh, he, he hangs out with you. Carrie Underwood was super inaccessible. You know, maybe she was more open to other radio people or other other people. You know, I did she did do a meet and greet. But, like, Garth was always more than welcoming, to, at least to me, in some respect. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, 
and I'll I'll second that because the time when he was in town for all of those shows when he was on tour with Trisha, each of us got to go backstage and meet Garth individually along with Trisha, and um, which is, I mean, there you are if you can envision it. You're in a room. And you're just hanging out on these couches, and you're waiting for Garth and Trisha to come in and talk to you. And then they come in, they're like, I mean, I I know about your experience, and we'll talk about that here in a second. For me, it was Trisha walking in the room. She's like, hey, you know, what What color do you think these walls are? And I was like, um, I mean, yeah, that's a... She's like, I just really like this color of gray, and I'm thinking that, you know, in our house, I should repaint one of the rooms, and I'm trying to, like, match it. And so she brings out, and she goes, and, you know, Sherman Williams has this, like, amazing app where you can take a picture of the paint, and it'll tell you, tell you what color it is. And I was like, what? And it's like, and then the conversation flowed from there, and it's just, in. I mean, they're... Yeah, they're just... And they did that with everyone. That experience we had with Garth and Trisha was was countrywide with with the voters for this particular award. Yeah, and... and, and, Yeah, like... And they didn't even know if we were a voter or not. They didn't know if we were voters. Oh, yeah. But that was the way... at the time, we weren't. Yeah, true. And, and, And... But that kindness resonates. It's politics at the end of the day. It's like shaking hands and kissing babies. And... Maybe Carrie doesn't have to do that to achieve the success she does, but Garth knew he did have to, and he did, and I think that's... Well, he, I don't... I, I see. I disagree. I don't think he needs to. I mean, I think it's... he. I think he just does it because he does it. You know, like... That's even, just his way of doing that, it? That's the way he does business? I think, yeah, because, I mean, I've heard stories about Garth, you know, living in Tulsa, and there was... Um, Somebody saw him walk into a gas station. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. And this woman, and this is back in the days where they had disposable cameras. And so she was like at the gas station, like scrambling to get one of the disposable cameras so she could take a picture of Garth in the gas station. And he was like, hey, you want me to take a picture with you? Yeah, we can do that. And, you know, and then like when he got out of the music business, all those years ago, he paid for all of his people's like health insurance for like the next five years or something ridiculous. It was like he just—he's a super kind person. It's not an act. Yeah, and heck, even if it is an act, it, you know what? It's the best act ever. And you know what? Keep doing it. Yeah, like, I agree. And he just has a special way of making people feel special. Right. And, you know, there were uh, one of our coworkers here in the building. His wife got to meet her for the first time at one of the performances at rodeo and 
this was probably my fourth time meeting him. It was her first time. And she told him about this story about when she was 16 and she bought tickets to go see him at this little bar in like Arkansas or something crazy. Yes. And he remembered the exact place and then made her she she burst into tears because he remembered so much of that moment that she remembered and he wasn't lying he and was no, being and real you know what i have a very similar story so back in the day when he did you know he was doing that chris Gaines thing mm -hmm. so my my ex-husband at the time we were just dating but they were doing this little flyaway and he uh, was in top 40 programming. So he flew to Chicago. We flew to Chicago to go check out this Chris Gaines performance. And we get to meet Garth. And they introduce us. And, hey, this is so-and-so. And this is his, you know, girlfriend. And she works in country radio. And he like, oh, you work in country radio. Where do you live? And, oh, yeah, we live in Portland. And he's like, oh, yeah, the Rose Garden. Yeah, love playing there. Da -da -da. Like, he remembered the venue and remembered things about the town. Like, again, even if he's faking it, he's good at it. And it's And he's like, so good at it that he makes you feel special. Yes. And, so. and, and it's... And, and, and that that in itself is a that is an X factor that can't be measured when mm. it comes to artists and talents. Yeah. And another thing about his and another thing about Garth Brooks was his acceptance speech. He talked about other people. Oh, that was so crazy to me. Just and I wondered. I mean, because he talked about Kelsey Ballerini and Luke Combs, and I just wondered, do they kind of well? crap their pants a little bit when he's up there and he like called them out well, <laughs> you know yeah you know and to me i thought kelsey's performance was super powerful i i like the song um it's not something that i jam on repeat homecoming queen yeah but i thought she absolutely knocked it out of the park in that performance that's the way the song was meant to be heard and when garth said man you talk about what's an entertainer shrinking a, a giant room full of people down to one person with a guitar and that's what kelsey ballerini did tonight amazing like that was to me, that was... That was super cool of him to... Oh, absolutely. Especially because she didn't win an award. She was nominated. She, You know, and and, and Kelsey can kind of... I feel like sometimes um, she can kind of shrink in comparison to Carrie Underwood's in them because she's not quite there yet as far as, like, the, the length of career. She's still a budding artist. She's still growing into herself. She's kind of grown into her wings and her style. And so she still has that growth to go. So I think that kickstart from Garth had to like that's where that I say kickstart that that, that gesture yeah well the compliment I I mean maybe that's got some weight maybe that well she posted some... that piece on her Instagram and as I told you earlier uh, now me and Kelsey Ballerini have something in common uh -huh. and that Garth has given me a shout out while on stage before oh god see I you know what he created a monster <laughs> well, you, you know what he did but you know I, so you like you made a comment earlier, you wish you had the confidence I had or whatever all the time. And I, I'm not always the most confident person, but I've always believed in myself strongly. And at that time, I was just, I was the night guy. I'd been, you know, I had this grandiose idea that somehow I was way more important than I really was. But there was this, I was kind of crawling back to a place in my life that to equal where I'd come from, if you will, right? I had a job. I'd been knocked down to where I was part-time here at the Bull. I was doing full-time, living the high life in San Antonio, get knocked down, come to Houston, you know, kind of crawling back, grinding, trying to earn my keep. And then mm -hmm. here I am in this moment where Garth Brooks, somebody who I've been looking up to my entire life, makes this like, you know, he kind of compliments me on asking him a question backstage, gives me a shout out from the stage. And it kind of, it was kind of one of those moments for me, it solidified I was where I was supposed to be. Well, and what's interesting um, is I think you get a lot of those moments, but you know what I mean? Like where I, 
probably have never gotten any of those moments. But you just said you interviewed Reba and Garth in the yeah, same day. Yeah, but I interviewed them in both the in the same day. Yeah, but no one's like, hey, met this Aaron chick, and she's really awesome. Like, no, well, I don't Garth get... didn't actually say that. No, but... he didn't say that, but, you know, like, there's, um, I think of those other, like, big moments, you know, when you went viral, and you know what I mean? Those are some other really cool I guess bragging moments, if you will. But and I'm like, I don't know if I can. I don't. I don't know if I have any of those bragging moments. But I also take a lot more shots. Well, yeah, you're like I, I shoot to go viral with every post I post. Like that's, well, that's like true. that's essentially the goal with everything I've ever posted, you know. And like I delete it if it doesn't get enough attraction. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but 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 all that to say that I, I can I can I can relate to what Kelsey Ballerini was feeling. Mm-hmm. In that moment, um, and be- what Luke Holmes. And I, I'll say one other thing. I guess on a personal note, to that respect, was that I, I had talked with my friends about why Garth would have done that. Like, what was it about my statement to him that made him do that? You know, like, like what was it? And, and, and I think that um, one, 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 what one of my friends told me was that he knew that I would take what he gave me and run with it. He knew that that Garth is a smart man. He knew that. Whatever reason, for whatever reason, he picked up for me. Doing that for me was going to help me in some way that he knew it would help me, and and hmm, I think it did. I see, yeah, I see what you're saying there. So kind of like it was, a, it was, a, it was. A, he a, didn't need to, but you know what? It's like, oh, this will make him feel good. It yeah. Should, I guess again, maybe it goes down to, um, you know, the the nice. You Guy don't have to do nice things, but it's it's. It's nice when you do do nice things. And, and you he never brought know me into his world just make. a little bit. Like, just yeah. he gave me just a taste of what he experiences every time he's on stage, mm-hmm. you know? And, and and I think he did the same for Kelsey and then for Luke Combs. Like, for him to say that about Luke Combs, like, you, you know, you play that clip for me with Luke Combs saying that, oh, man, you know, for Garth, someone like Garth Brooks to say that about me, oh, I hope I don't screw this up. Or what, what did oh, he say? Yeah, he, uh, he said pressure's on. Pressure's on, yeah. yeah. And, and that's – and so – Garth brought Luke Combs and Kelsey Ballerini into his world in three sentences, you know, and, and it, well, and acknowledged, acknowledged them, gave them, uh, I guess, I mean, they, they're already acknowledged among their peers because they were nominated and they won that night, but it's, it takes them to another level, I think. Yeah. And, and, and maybe that little bit of inspiration that they actually kind of secretly needed. Mm hmm. You know, like we can all we could all use a little inspiration, even when we feel on top of the world. You know, like there's always that little sliver of doubt in our mind, even when we're at our best, even when we're at our best, you know. And so, heck, I mean, half the time (laughs) I don't feel my best. I'm like, can I just get a cookie once in a while? Somebody compliment me. (laughs) Somebody say something nice. Dear God. And and then to have it come from Garth Brooks, you know, on that stage, I think um, I think it spoke volumes, you know, and I think that and, and, and I was really also glad that he he saw what I saw in Kelsey Ballerini last night. Like she was, she was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, one more thing about Kelsey, I'll say that I think she's one of the hardest working women in country music. Like she is about it. And you know what? Also, I noticed that Morgan Evans was nowhere to be found. Uh, Morgan Evans was sitting right next to her. No, really? Yes. I, oh, I never saw him. Well, yeah, because you're too busy staring at her. <laughs> God, so, yeah, I didn't no, he see was her. he was next to her the entire time. Well, I, okay, and like, well, I guess I and, went... and when like she was nominated, he like gave her a hug or a kiss on the cheek or something. You know, when they... I'm glad you're watching that stuff. See, God, yes. Well, because I Tunnel also vision, also on Instagram, I noticed that she had posted pictures. Uh, maybe I didn't see the picture with her and Morgan, but I only saw a picture of her by herself on the red carpet. Oh well, you know they do that oh, on the red carpet, so. There's because there's pictures of Carrie Underwood with her husband and 
then there's pictures without. So what they do is, you know, they will, hey, oh, it's so nice to see you guys. Okay, paparazzi's yelling at him. Turn this way. Turn that way. Okay, give me a little more smile. And then now they're Morgan like. Now Morgan Evans, get out of the picture. Yeah, no, pretty much, you know. <laughs> so Golly. then there's, you know, so there's, what was I watching, like, extra or something, and they showed Carrie Underwood on the red carpet and her husband standing off in the corner just like, all right, what am I doing here, you know. I, I guess I'm going to check my Twitter account. And, and there's Carrie turning and turning and turning so they can get different angles of her dress. All right, so I clearly need a red carpet tutorial, but I'm glad you were watching because I, I, I just was, it just made me feel a little uneasy for a second because I didn't see him and I never caught well, that part. Well, you know whose husband wasn't there, and Ooh. I was like, hmm. Who? Casey Musgraves. She brought Gigi Hadid. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think that was, there There probably was, maybe maybe there's something with Halsey there. No. Aren't they all friends? G- no. Why would she bring Gigi Hadid? I don't know. I don't know how they, how they became besties. I mean. I went into that group. Yeah. Well, I just want to hang out with them on the beach. Yeah, just like... They don't mind me. I'm going to sit over can here. Can I just be in part of your beautiful woman sandwich? Hey, do you mind if I just hang out with y'all? I just yeah. want to look. Yeah, I, I don't... I didn't know they were friends either. I was like, interesting. Well, maybe, maybe she lives in Nashville. Wait, well, what? Who? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm just brainstorming ideas. Blame the five-hour energy. Well, I also was thinking, oh, interesting. Gigi Hadid is there in the front row with Casey Musgraves and the girl that was The Bachelor... Uh, bachelorette. Oh, she uh, was a presenter, right? She was a presenter. The guy that she went after started hooking up with Gigi Hadid. Oh, oh how's man. that for some... But, uh, the one thing I did notice in the front row is Eric Church, Mary Morris, and Chris Stapleton, and their significant others. That mm-hmm. was the front middle row. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Oh, and you know what? Speaking of significant others, uh, one thing you may not have noticed is Dustin Lynch debuted his girlfriend last night. She is smoking. Unless this is an old girlfriend, dark hair? Dark hair. Named blue eyes? K- yep. Woo! Mm-hmm. Kelly Seymour? Yep. Is that right? And I was like, interesting. I, I'm, I was like, one for the brunettes. Put a little hashtag in that corner. Yeah, I was like, yes. And uh, also, she's, I mean, no offense to Kelly Osbourne, way prettier. I, he wasn't I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just yeah. kidding. I actually got to talk to him about that off the kind of off the record. I mean, it was on the record, but it wasn't off the record. It was just backstage, whatever, Tin Man Jam. And he's like, oh, man, we've been friends for so long, and we just have fun with what people go with it. Like, yeah, and, and, I could totally see that. And uh, so Kelly Seymour, what do we know about this girl real quick? Let me see. Uh, apparently she is a model slash actress. I don't know if she's been in much. There was like some. Social media influencer. She became a celebrity thanks to Instagram, a combination of selfies, swimsuit shots, and lifestyle pics with over 90,000 followers. Oh, my God. Of course she did. (laughs) Oh, my God. She was in the uh, 2016 film Sorority Slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. And she appeared in the music video for Riff Raff's Dolce & Cabana. But she's she's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, really pretty. I mean, uh, born in 92. 27 she's a virgo so she's obviously very nurturing is that what that means i didn't yeah <laughs> yeah I, you just had me when you said she was born in 92 i think i almost fell off my chair <laughs> well that well that was i mean I, i'm happy for the guy though you know like a, oh, a yeah. good woman will do good things for you you know sure yeah okay hey nothing what, no, nothing like said. some um dopamine from uh, someone that you love and are attracted to you know what i mean <sighs> yeah i i mean i could use some dopamine <laughs> All right, uh-huh. so we made it like 45 minutes, Aaron. That That's a nice long it's podcast. It's a record, and I think for the most part we stayed on task. We did. We did. We we did. Mm-hmm. For once. ADD didn't kill us today. Yeah, neither did the five-hour energy yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.